Hi friends, future Jillian here. I just wanted to pop in really quick and give you guys kind of a warning, but not really. Um, just a friendly reminder that you were listening to our earlier episodes. So at this point, we were still kind of figuring out our groove and figuring out what we were doing. And so please don't judge us on these ones. At least give some of the newer ones a listen. We really got into it around episode four or five, but we got our new microphones in episode nine. So you will notice quite a bit of a sound quality difference if you're listening backwards from our newest episodes to our first episodes. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up and thanks for listening. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Murder and Misery. We are your hosts. My name is Heather and I'm Jillian and we are back at it for another episode for you guys. Just bear with us a little bit. Jill is having some sinus issues. She's not technically sick, but, you know, the sinuses kind of affect how you sound. So, if it sounds a little bit different, that would be why. And I don't know anything about what we're talking about. Yeah, so, (laughs) I feel fine. I just sound horrible, so I'm so sorry. But, um, yes, Heather doesn't know, like usual. So, um, I do want to start off. With this case, um, I know that we are like a true crime podcast and that we always talk about heavy topics, but I do want to say if you're sensitive to crimes involving sexual violence, then you might want to skip this one. So that's just a little trigger warning before we get into things. Nice. I think those are important. Yeah. Because I mean, I know you're going to know it's going to be crime, but I feel like those ones people sometimes are still taken aback by. So I just wanted to give a heads up. But today's episode is of a girl named Mary Vincent. This case takes place in 1978 when Mary was just 15 years old. She had a dream of traveling the world performing as a competitive dancer. Having trouble handling the recent split of her parents, Mary decided to spend the night at her grandpa's house located in Berkeley, California. Now keep in mind, this was the 70s and the world was quite a bit different, especially of what we know of as stranger danger and more specifically hitchhiking. Uh, I remember my Uncle Marlon talking about how he used to pick up hitchhikers all of the time mm-hmm. until one day he picked up a hitchhiker and when he let him out of his car, he realized that he had stolen all of the eight tracks out of the back of his car. Nice. Which dates the situation pretty heavily. Yeah. But my, my grandparents were the same way. They would always pick up people. When I was a kid, my dad picked up a couple of people too, actually. I can see him doing that. Yeah. So, obviously not with me, but... Right. And there was this one guy. My dad would take him to the cemetery every week. He would, like, walk to visit where his, like, wife's gravestone was. And my house growing up backed up to the graveyard. And so we would go see my grandma. And my dad, like, noticed that this guy was always walking. He was, like, an older man. But my dad knew that he came every week. So then my dad started, like, following him, basically. Which is a little creepy, but also a little bit sweet. And then um, he started being like, oh, you're going to visit, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you want to ride? And he was super thankful. So, and I was in the car sometimes for that. But that was very sweet. Yeah. We stay on your dad. Well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But with all of that being said, Mary decided to seek transportation to her grandpa's through hitchhiking on December 29th. Huh? I am shocked. I know (laughs) that you just said everything that you just said, but I did not expect you to say that she went all the way there. Wait, where does she live originally? Uh, Nevada. She was going to California. She's going, okay, to Berkeley, California. Okay, I am shocked by that information, just because now we know not to do that. Yes. But maybe this is the reason why we don't do that, I don't know. I, 
Yes. So, um, on September 29th, Mary was waiting with two other young hitchhikers when a man stopped. He said he only had enough room in his van for one person, which was really odd because his van was almost completely empty. But Mary was tired and, against her better judgment, decided to go with this man. He said he would take her as far as Interstate 5. Then, amid this ride, the driver, 50-year-old Lawrence Singleton, started hitting on 15-year-old Mary, making her extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, that's gross. Very gross. Lawrence then missed the stop at Interstate 5 when Mary noticed she screamed at him, and then he turned around and started driving a few more miles back towards the right direction, and then pulled off the road saying that he needed to go to the bathroom. Mary also got out while Lawrence was using the restroom to stretch and get some fresh air. She then noticed that her shoe was untied and bent down to retie it when Lawrence pulled out a hammer and hit Mary in the head, leaving her unconscious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lawrence then tied up Mary and drove to a rural area where he forced her to drink some unknown liquor that was in a plastic jug. This made her woozy and eventually unconscious. Lawrence then sexually assaulted her multiple times throughout the night. The next morning, Lawrence decided to get rid of her. When Mary woke up, Lawrence forced Mary to lay on the edge of the road while she begged him to let her go. Lawrence then said, you want to be set free? I'll set you free. I'm scared. Yeah. Then he went to the van to grab something and came back where he chopped off both of her forearms with a hatchet in an attempt to keep her from being identified and then threw her body off a 30-foot cliff, leaving her in a concrete pipe where he said, okay, now you're free. What? He threw, okay, so he threw off the cliff and then moved her body? Well. Or he threw her off the cliff and she ended up in the pipe. He threw her body off a cliff and then she ended, like, in a culvert pipe. Okay. So it was, like, a 30-foot cliff, but it was kind of, like, an embankment situation. Okay. That's scary. Very scary. However. Come to think of it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Darian has picked up hitchhikers. (laughs) Why? Recently. (laughs) For what? Were they nice people? (laughs) Well, he didn't get murdered, so that's good. But Valentine's Day last year, I think it was last year, um, when we lived in Fenton, this guy was in the Target parking lot. Yes. Sorry. I'm trying to get trying to make sure I've got the series of events. So Darian bought me a gift. He got me the Mario Super Brothers for the Wii. I'm obsessed Ooh. with Mario. So, like, I was very excited about it. We got home. We ate Qdoba. Qdoba's my favorite place to eat. There's not one around here. It's a big bummer. In Fenton, it was six minutes from my house. So, like, we went there a lot. (laughs) Yes, of course. It's okay. So, we went to Qdoba. We got the game. We went home. And when we got home, it was, like, not working. The game was not working. Like, it would spin on the screen or whatever. If If you've had a Wii, you know what I'm talking about. It, like, looks like it's going to start. And it would never start. So we packaged it back up and we drove back up to GameStop, which is kind of by the Target in that area. And when we drove back the first time, this guy was in the parking lot. He looked like he was drunk. So like he just looks like he's having a bad day on Valentine's Day. So we had to go back up to GameStop. And when we drove back, he was like right by our house. Like he'd been walking the entire time. But he was like drunk. Mm -hmm. And he was flipping everybody off as they were driving by. But he was like walking in the middle of the lane. On the road. On the road. And it's a curvy road. Like, it's a back road. And it's not well lit at all. There's no sidewalks. It's, like, literally trees on both sides. There's not really anywhere for him to walk not on the road. But he's, like, stumbling in and out of the lane. You know what I mean? Right. So it's very scary. And he flipped us off as we drove by with a second disc. Mm -hmm. Right by our house. So we pull in the driveway and I'm, like, I'm kind of worried about him. Like, 
feel like he's going to die. And Darian was like, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, do you think I should ask him if he needs a ride? And I was like, no. And he was like, you can't be scared of everybody. Like, not everybody's going to murder you. And I was like, but they might. (laughs) Darian. He was like, I'm going to go talk to him. And I was like, okay. And he was like, would you be mad if I gave him a ride home? And I was like, I'm going to be mad if you die. (laughs) And he was like, I'm not going to die. And so he went outside and he was like, hey, what's up? Do you need a ride? And he was like, yeah, man, that'd be great. And he was like, you know, you're probably not going to get a ride by flipping everybody off. And he was like, I'm sorry about that, man. I'm having a bad day. And Darian was like, okay. And then he like gave him a ride to his house and like went and dropped him off. He like told him where to go and everything. And then he was like, hey, you want to come inside? And Darian was like, no. Probably not going to come inside. And he was like, I just wanted to give you a beer to say thank you. And Darren was like, no thanks. Keep it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you, you need your own beers. Right. <laughs> Please don't poison me. I mean, that's kind of wholesome. Well, I know. I was going to say, really like, nice. I know, but I was thinking, I can't even imagine somebody doing that. And then I was like, we literally did that last year. Like, literally, we were like, we should take this guy home. Yeah. But I wasn't in the car because I was too scared. I stayed at home. Well, so, at least if... He got murdered, I didn't get murdered, too. I mean, use your better judgment. But then again, people get in Ubers all the time, so. Yeah. I have been in several Ubers. I've been in but the, one. Like, Uber, sketchy. the Uber app has done a lot to make it safer. Like, you can send your route and your location to your friends, to your family, like, and it will, like, start flashing at you, basically, if you divert from your route. Oh. And, like, they've done a lot to make it. Well, they Super. had that one where the driver was, like, shooting all these people. I, that was, like, only a couple years ago. Well, Uber's had... only been around for a couple years. I don't know right. the specific instance that you're talking about, but I do know that there was one sketchy kind of thing where this guy went the wrong way, potentially, or purposefully did that and then got scared and didn't do anything. But after that, Uber, like, made it to where they kind of, like, have to stick to the route that's more right. more or less. At least that's what I've been told. And then you kind of, like, get a notification if you're going the wrong way or whatever. When ours, I was, like, taking pictures of the license plate, taking pictures of the driver. Really? Yeah, because it was me and my mom by ourselves in KC. We used Uber a lot in Vegas. We used, um, well... Because we didn't use the bus system because it was wild. I will say I did take an Uber in Vegas, too, so I guess I've been in Uber twice. But then the second time we went to Vegas, my dad had his truck, but we took a taxi which also freaked me out. And yeah. I also was taking pictures of everything. But the guy was, like, really nice. and Yeah, I've never been in an Uber that I felt uncomfortable in. But I realize Uber doesn't personally know every person that they hire. Right. So I can understand why people would be nervous. But I've always felt comfortable. I just have to. I've taken a couple in Kansas City as well. But How by yourself? I've never been in one by myself. That would freak me out a lot more. Yeah. I've always... I was with it... With my mom for one and then Macy for the other. But the one in Vegas, I don't know. Like, I'm so socially awkward that I don't know if you're supposed to talk to them or if they don't want to talk to you. It's totally dependent on the person. They're yeah. regular people, too, so they have personalities, too. I normally would be the person in the front. So, like, I would chat with them because it's kind of weird not to. But if you were in the back, like, if you're the only person in the car, usually you get in the back. But mm-hmm. if you have four people getting in the car, somebody has to get in the front. And, like, I would always be the person who would get in the front. And so, at that point, we would chat. But if it was just me and one other person in the back, we would, like, barely talk to them. And it seemed like they kind of preferred that. Well, the taxi driver in Vegas, he, him and my dad were, like, reminiscing on the good old days. And, like, 
he was just talking, talking, and it was yeah. like, it made the ride really quick. Right. But the other one was just, we started to try and like be like, so how's your night? And he just didn't reply, so we were like, okay. Well, that's, that's rude. Yeah. He should have at least been like, good. Like, he didn't say anything to us. That's bizarre. So that was the one that was uncomfortable. I can see that. I can see why that would be uncomfortable. I would be uncomfortable as well. I don't remember where we left off. Do you remember where we left off? Yes. Okay. So, we left it off right where he said, okay, now you're free after he threw off the cliff. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, however, Mary, at just 15 years old, was a fighter. Though Lawrence had assumed she was dead after chopping off her arms, she was not. Oh my god. You're joking. Mm -mm. Okay. I did not expect that. Right. It gives me goosebumps. Because I just, I can't imagine. Um, Mary said she remembers vividly the moment of the attack. She said, and I quote, Which attack? The arm chopping. Okay. Well, obviously both, but... Well, you had said before that he had fed her alcohol and it made her woozy and then she was unconscious, so I was hoping for her sake that she was not conscious for the sexual assault, but... Uh, so, like, with that, like... Obviously, it's horrible either way. Yeah, he I'm gave just saying, it to like, her. maybe she wouldn't remember. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I didn't want to, like, go into vivid, vivid detail about that. I don't know that I want vivid details. I just was thinking maybe... You know, sometimes your brain blocks things out to protect you. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe the alcohol would help her brain block that out to protect her. Well, she no. she did eventually pass out, but it it was like a little bit after everything had started. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, she said, and I quote, He took my left arm and took one swing, and I started to fall. And then he took another swing. I grabbed his arm. I grabbed it really tight, and I couldn't figure out, holding him real tight on his arm, but I'm still falling. Because obviously her arm was gone. Oh. So she was grabbing onto him and he chopped it off. That's Naked. A bizarre sensation. Yeah. Naked, scared, and in excruciating amounts of pain and losing blood rapidly in a culvert pipe, Mary, refu- Mary refused to give up. While resisting the urge to fall asleep, Mary took what was left of her arms, shoved them into mud to create a sort of pack. Which stopped the bleeding. Okay, I know I'm going to find out more, but, like, I just need to know, did her arms fall off from, like, gangrene? Yeah, he chopped them clean off. No, I know that. I'm saying after he chopped them off for her to stick them in mud? Yeah. That's, I mean, literally dirty, but, like, also, like, not sanitary whatsoever. Yeah. You're putting that directly inside your body. I always thought how she knew to do that because it did work. Like, it did stop the bleeding for the most part. But, like, how you would think to do that? I'm sure she probably had to be on the antibiotics in the hospital, but I couldn't find anything that was, like, in detail of her hospital stay. But, yeah, no, she definitely, like, like threw them into the mud to try and get the bleeding to stop. Well, it was smart. It was smart. I that it's, do not that know saved how her blood. a 15-year-old thought of that. Though. True. I keep forgetting that she's that young. I yeah. keep thinking she's a little bit older. But I just was concerned that there's... Because, like, also, like... If it's, like, rainwater off of a road, that's also going to be pretty disgusting. But yeah. I assume, well, I mean... These are the things I think about as a healthcare professional that we don't really need to dwell on. I'm so sorry. Well, it makes it, it, makes it interesting to think about. Also, this was the 70s, so I know a lot of my life-saving skills I learned from Bear vs. Wild, or Man vs. Wild. Mm-hmm, bear Girls. And they didn't have that then, so I literally thought about this while I was writing it, like, how a 15-year-old would know to pack her arms. Like, what would Bear Girls tell you to do? Drink my own pee. 
That's not going to help you in this situation. Just, I don't know. That's the main thing I remember from watching him. No, he definitely did that a lot. I just didn't know if maybe there was an episode where he was like, if you were to lose your arm, this is what you would do. I feel, I don't remember a lot of, I only remember him drinking his own pee, but I feel like there was a lot of episodes where he showed you like what to do in injury situations when you're in the wild. But hey, this was the 70s. I don't think like the Brady Bunch was teaching you what to do if your arms got chopped off. Definitely not. But honestly, good for her. Yeah, for sure. Smart thinking. Yeah. So, um... Especially when your brain is all foggy. And she's already been losing amounts of blood. And I'm pretty sure she was, like, roofied. We don't know what was, like, in the jug. She's a smart girl. Yes. So, um... She shoved her arms in the mud to create a sort of pack which stopped the bleeding. After this, she began climbing back up the 30-foot cliff that she had been thrown off of. She miraculously made it up the cliff and began holding her arms over her head to prevent the bleeding, and also to prevent her muscles from falling out. Was she, like, a nursing... I mean, she was 15, she was so she like a, been... just a dancer in high school. I'm so surprised. Yeah. That she, like, had all these good ideas. I mean... I'm not trying to say she's she seems dumb or anything. No. I'm just, like, it seems like she has, like, good survival skills. Yeah. I don't know anything about her parents. Also, another question. I'm so no, sorry. I'm cutting you off. I want to know how you would climb up a cliff without your hands, because... I can barely climb up. I fell off a cliff in Badlands National Park. That doesn't sound fun. Well, we were walking down this very, very steep hill, basically, but it was kind of like a cliff, right? And we're walking down, and I don't remember why, but I lost my balance. I fell forward, and then once I'd fallen forward, I started rolling. I got cut up and stuff, but I was fine. Oh my god. (laughs) But there's no way I could have made it back up without doing like a bear crawl. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think. So, I don't. I'm impressed. I didn't have any pictures, but I feel like she. It wasn't like a rocky cliff where she like had to like you know use her hands to pull herself up. I think it might have just been like a like a ravine kind of thing, to where she could use her arms to get leverage, but didn't have to like use her fingers to like obviously. I know, but like. Oh yeah, you I don't want to put your arms. I would imagine that you wouldn't want to put any pressure on your arms at all. No. So. And that's why I'm wondering, because it said when she got to the I guess road, she's a dancer. She's good balance, probably. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what throws me off. I have terrible balance. It did say that when, like, when she had to, like, lift it to keep the muscles from falling out, I don't know if she, like, I know. I don't know if she, like, messed it up, like, you know, using them to get up the cliff. I'm not sure. Yeah. But after all of that, she walked three miles because she was, you know, in the middle of nowhere where he dropped her off. Finally, she saw a car with two men in it. Driving, and unfortunately, after they saw her injuries, they sped off very quickly. I, I'm sad for her, but I can understand why they would do that. Yeah. I, I would be afraid as well. Right. And the only thing that makes me... I would probably call the police. I would probably speed away and then call the police. And say, I just saw a girl with her arms chopped off. Right. And they might have. The only thing that bothers me about that... Is, like, we're talking about our situations where, like, if we were uncomfortable, like, in an Uber, like, we're women, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, like, how we're more vulnerable. I don't, obviously, I don't want to be, like, oh, like, women are vulnerable. But, like, how you said, like, your dad and, like, your husband right. and all those had no issues. It's, like, two men in a car and, like, they didn't even stop to, like, I don't know. And that, like, bothers me. But thankfully, the next car that drove by was a young, sweet couple who quickly got married to the hospital. All she could say to them was, he raped me. I didn't see any information about, like, what happened when she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I assume that they traded her for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. from, like, the dirt. Um, right. But 
everything that I read, like, all the articles just skipped to after she was, like, fitted. Um, so Mary then worked with law enforcement to identify her attacker. She vividly described Lawrence to a police sketch artist who published the sketch where Lawrence's neighbors saw it. They immediately reported this to the police and Lawrence was soon arrested. Nice. Yes. So, six months after the attack, Mary was now fitted with her new prosthetic arms and she testified against Lawrence in court. Lawrence said that Mary was a prostitute and that he hadn't committed any crime against her, saying that someone else was in the car with him and Mary had threatened him with false accusations and even went on as far as calling her a $10 a night whore in court. A 15-year-old. A 15-year-old. Who chopped her own arms off. Yeah. That makes sense. Because he had, she had threatened him saying that she would, so I guess. Okay, but you physically cannot chop off two arms. No. You could chop off one. But you cannot then chop off the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That Maybe doesn't make can. any sense. Maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way, but like in my mind, not to be gruesome, but like you could use your right hand to chop off your left hand, but then you don't have a left hand. So how are you going to hold it to chop off your right hand? See, my mind went a completely different direction and I'm just <laughs> over here thinking of like, okay, you can like set up a chainsaw on a table and just get them both done. Well, I guess, like, okay, my I mind, guess you could do that. But my you mind said is with a so... hatchet. You said with yeah. a hatchet. So in my, with a hatchet, you have to hold it. Right. And then you swing. Yeah. So if it was a hatchet, you could only do one. If yes. she's a chainsaw, sure. Definitely. That makes more sense. But my mind is gone. So I, I don't know why that just was what it immediately went to. Like, what would you do if you had to chop off both of your arms? Like, anyway. Yes. So... While in court, Mary only referred to Lawrence as her attacker and formally attested while pointing her prosthetic hook at him that he, in fact, was the one who did this to her. Lawrence was found guilty of attempted murder, rape, and other crimes. After the sentencing, Lawrence told Mary he would finish the job even if it took him the rest of his life. Oh my gosh. Unf- okay, so then you just said that you were you just said that you were guilty. I'll finish the job means I started the job. Well, he he whispered this to her after he was already sentenced. I know, but it still it still proves that he was right. Guilty. Yeah, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody like really was believing. This isn't a Pam Hub situation where people are like, oh, I don't know. Okay, but this is that was the first story you told me, and now I feel like everybody <laughs> believes the crazier person. Well, unfortunately, this wasn't the best times because laws were pretty trash at this time, and so after all of these, he only had a max sentencing of fourteen years. For attempted murder. And, and rape, rape. And torture. And drugging somebody. Yes. Lordy. Yes. So he got the maximum of 14 years. So Lawrence was given the maximum of 14 years, but was let out on good behavior after only eight. Ugh. Gross. Yes. After his early release, the public exploded with outrage, as they should. Mm-hmm. Towns in California actually refused to let Lawrence be there. And, like, he kept trying to go to different towns for his parole, and they, like, rejected him. Like, absolutely not. Like, you're not staying here. So good for them. He was unable to find a town, so he had to spend the rest of his parole in San Quentin prison grounds in a trailer under the watch of guards because he was a coward. And I'm pretty sure, like, mobs were surrounding his places he was trying to live because, obviously, everything that he did to a literal child. Yeah, a literal child. She's 15 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. So after his parole ended, he fled to Florida. Meanwhile, the Singleton Bill was in the works. This bill stops the early release of anyone who committed a crime that involves torture. Mary was a strong supporter of this bill, 
though she was severely struggling to get her life back. She was isolating herself, having troubles in her school for the handicapped, and even reportedly developed anorexia. She also constantly was in fear that Lawrence would find her and stick to his promise of finishing the job and killing her. Yeah, I'm scared of that as well. As soon as she left school, she moved, keeping her life and her whereabouts a secret. This was until 1997, nearly 20 years after her attack, when Lawrence Singleton was arrested in his home in Sulphur Springs, Florida, covered in blood after murdering Roxanne Hayes. You're joking. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Roxanne was a mother of three. She was brutally stabbed to death at the age of 31. Rest in peace, Roxanne. Yes. And I don't know how to, like, put this, because I do think it's important because it does play a a role in how this happened, but I do not think that this gives any... What's the word? Like, I don't think that this justifies her death at all, which I know a lot of people back in the day when, like, this happened, they kind of just acted like they didn't care because she was a sex worker, and that's while he why she was in his trailer but i feel like your job doesn't mean that you get to be murdered like your life still matters and i don't think people would be like oh like she was like she worked at walmart so that's why like that's so stupid yeah. but i do think it is important to mention that that's why she was in his house yeah that's how she got there that yeah so i did, i was contemplating leaving it in or leaving it out because i don't think it plays an important part to her death but that is how she well. It, it does play an important part to her death, but it doesn't justify her death. Exactly, yeah. In any way, shape, or form, she's still a person. Right. And I don't think your job choices make you any less of a person. So. Yeah, in my mind, a person's a person. Right. Well, unless you're a murderer or a torturer person. Well, yeah, those are different. <laughs> they, I mean, if you could put that on a resume, I don't, I don't know, it'd be like, my jobs include murdering well, people. I'm just saying, like, aside from jobs... Like, right. she's a, just a person, like, and she didn't deserve to and die. And she was a mom. Right. Yes. So, um, She's a person that did not deserve to die, and her children now do not have a mother. So. Right. Absolutely not an okay reason to murder somebody. <laughs> absolutely not. So, rest in peace. Mary testified against Lawrence at the trial, and this time he was given the death penalty. Unfortunately, he died of cancer shortly after this in 2001. I say unfortunately because I think he deserved to rot in prison a lot longer than that, but thankfully his death did bring Mary some closure. Um, Mary is now 58 years old. She has two sons and uses her time to create art, mainly of powerful women portrayed as action figures. She does suffer from trauma and PTSD, which honestly, who wouldn't after all that she's went through? For sure. But she said over the years she wants to be left alone to live her life in peace. Today, the maximum sentence of the crime... That Lawrence committed against Mary is 25 years. All of the crimes? Yeah. Like attempted murder, torture, and rape. But the the Singleton Bill, which I honestly kind of have issues with the Singleton Bill because it's named after him, which I'm kind of like, like, I get it, but I don't know how I feel about them naming it that because I don't think he should get any more limelight. Yeah. But yes, that is the case of Mary mm-hmm. Vincent, who is a strong bad bitch. She is. She's like, a, like I don't. The first time I heard this a couple years ago, uh, on my favorite murders podcast, because she was she did an episode of I Survived, which I haven't been able to watch any of them, because I will cry. But she apparently has an I Survived episode, and when I heard my favorite murder cover, I literally cried because it was just like, I cannot imagine. Like you hear that, and like you're reading it, but then you also have to take in mind, not only did this horrible thing happen to somebody but it happened to a literal child yeah and she pulled through and i think 
that that is incredible and also horrifying that somebody is capable of doing such horrible things but she does actually she said um in an interview that prosthetic hands are like expensive so she's like her and her sons have like started building them like tinkering with things and like building her own prosthetic arms nice which i think is like super neat yeah that's really cool it sounds like there are different types of prosthetics but it sounds like she might even have some that are specific um for like her art and stuff like that which is cool yeah and i looked up some of her art it looks she's very talented yeah well we will have links in the show notes to what we can find um maybe of her artwork and then of some of the sources that we use to gather this information oh um this is the first episode where i have mentioned this but we are now the proud owners of a small corner of apple Podcasts. yes steve jobs if you are listening on another platform but you prefer apple podcast feel free to jump over there because we did get approved and we are now up and running so you can find our episodes over there on spotify on google podcasts and on stitcher so those are the current places that you can find our podcast and we upload every thursday at 7 a.m so if you are looking to find it you can find it that way or you can turn on your alerts and like kind of follow our podcast and we're also on tiktok and instagram yes and those are always linked in the show notes and feel free to submit any requests this was actually the first story that we have done that doesn't involve our hometown at all. I know. I was I was wondering <laughs> if you were going to say something about that at the beginning because I didn't know if it was going to be local or not local. And then you said California. And then I was like, but where was she from? And the reason why I asked that is because I was wondering if she like has tried from Missouri. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be a long trip. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, the case. I, we're still going to do some in Missouri because obviously. Oh yeah. Misery. I think we should do everything. Yeah. Misery has a lot of crimes that I did not know about until we started this and then everybody started telling me really? all their crimes, yeah, that they were involved in. So Nice. Well, that'll be good to kind of learn more about stuff around here. And like I said, I don't know anything about anything, so stuff everywhere too. But that is the end of our episode, and we will catch you guys next week. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.